from MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilkes Couture, information technology expert at New Course Seal Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today is Apple Day. We'll talk about Apple products and their pros and cons. Is it true that Apple products are immune to viruses? Are Apple devices more durable? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING to let us know why you are or not a fan of Apple products. Or send us an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newport Steel Jackson in Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. And joining us on the phones today is Jeremy Thompson, uh, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today is Apple Day, so we're going to talk about Apple products and their pros and cons. Is it true that Apple products are immune to viruses? Are Apple devices more durable? Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING and let us know if you have an Apple I device. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? How long have you had it? Uh, do you prefer it to Android and other devices? Call us at 877-672-7464 or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Good morning to you, Wilts. How are you today? Hey, good morning, Sharita. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. What about you, Jeremy? How's it going in Hattiesburg? Super oh. excited. It's Mac Day. Yes. Now, of course, we have to disclose what devices we have. So, uh, Wilts, what do you have? Uh, well, phone-wise, I have an iPhone 7. and then, But now computer-wise, I have a Microsoft Surface Book. So I'm a little bit in both, uh, both of the arenas there. Okay, we'll talk about that. Uh, what about you, Jeremy? Uh, for a phone, I have a Galaxy S7. And then for uh, laptops, I have a, a Dell 2-in-1 with, like, the touch screen and all. And then I also recently got me a MacBook Pro. All right. So we'll start with you. We'll t- oh, and I guess I'll say what I have. I have the iPhone 6S. I am a latecomer to the iPhone. I was anti-iPhone for a very long time. I was totally addicted to my droid. And last year I got this iPhone, which has been great. And I have an iPad and I have an iPod. So I have the whole little ecosystem. I don't have a Mac yet. I have a Lenovo Yoga as a laptop. And I'm trying to uh, put money in my piggy bank so I can afford a Mac one day. So we'll just call her iSharita. <laughs> right. Okay, so, uh, Wilt, you have an iPhone, but why don't you have a Mac? Because many say that the ecosystem, if you have a, you know, you can sync things with your iPhone and your Mac, and it, it is more convenient for users. So what, why do you have the Surface instead of a Mac? Well, the big piece of that is I'm, I'm a network administrator at the office so a lot of everything that we're doing is in that windows environment we're having to deal with the domain controllers and you know managing that infrastructure for my teammates at work and 
Max just don't really fit that bill much for us. We have a couple of guys that uh, a couple of guys and gals that we work with throughout the company that actually use the Max, but it's a little bit more on the fringe element when it comes to that whole network administration um, side of things. I wouldn't say you know absolute because yes, you can definitely do that with the Mac, but uh, but yeah, we tend to we tend to make that little bit of a division there. So, Jerry, do you have something against iPhones? You have a Samsung Galaxy. I've heard that it is easier to customize your phones when you have a, a Droid and not so easy to do that on Apple uh, iPhones. So what are your thoughts on that? So that's that's pretty much my feeling on it is the, the customizability. I like having more control over my phone. There are things that I want to be able to do that the average user is not going to want to do or necessarily need to know how to do. And so um, that's why I choose to go with Android versus uh, Apple. But I do like iPhones. I like their simplicity. I like that they're built for um, it, just about anybody. I mean, you, you know, it doesn't matter if it was made a few years back or if it was uh, just bought today. It's going to function pretty much the same, which is good for most users because they want something familiar. They want something easy to use. All right. Uh, so we have a call to get to. Timothy is in Louisiana. Good morning to you, Timothy. What do you have for us today? Well, y'all missed Pi Day. Uh, yeah, that was yesterday, right? <laughs> Day before yesterday. Day before yesterday. yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and you know, I'm a Pi guy. Are you? Yes, I've got a Raspberry Pi operating. Uh, I've got a, the, the, the Raspberry Pi 3, you know, the 64-bit, running 64-bit Ubuntu. Mm-hmm. And I'm setting it up as the navigation and control system with the boat I'm building. Oh, okay. So it will say it will sail the boat while I'm asleep. Huh? Oh, that that kind of went over my head. But yesterday was Pi Day, Timothy. Yesterday was three point one four. That was yesterday. Oh, I, oh, okay. I was thinking the day was the sixteenth. No, it's the fifteenth. Oh, goodness gracious! How nice. <laughs> That's but okay. Anyhow, I was busy, you know, working on my Pi projects. And I yeah. just love my Pi projects, and I love open source software, you know, operating systems. So, you know, my motto is. Open mind, open heart, open source. Yeah, some many people agree with you on the the open source thing. There, um, could could one of you, Jeremy or Wilts, explain this Raspberry Pi idea? So it's uh, like a little computer, and um, it, it can be used for automation. Um, it can be used for home electronics projects and so forth. Um, it's really versatile in what it does. Uh, but m most of our listeners probably um, would never use one or, or be interested in one. Uh, and it's funny that we talk about open source on Apple Day because Apple is nowhere near open source. Hmm. Nor is Windows. Uh, yeah. Nor, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for your call, Timothy. We appreciate it, and uh, glad you're enjoying your pie stuff. Uh, so a quick reminder about what open source is, since we're talking you know, on Apple Day. What does that mean, and why would users care about it? Well, what open source, the heart of open source really comes down to is that instead of, you know, one corporation owning it and kind of locking it up and saying, you know, all changes come through us, the really nice thing about open source is it's kind of put out there and it's kind of given back to the masses per se. And that is people who are developers, people who can write different things can actually take the core of that program or that operating system or whatever they have there and customize it to do, you know, some custom things. Uh, you know, such as he mentioned, you know, putting in navigational systems, using that as an operation system. Um, a lot of folks will use that as a foundation for gaming systems. Uh, 
things like the Nintendo, you know, there's Nintendo emulators that will allow them to just do different things. I see a lot of that in security automation and home automation. And that open source is just really kind of given, given way to people being able to customize and make their own things out of it. Internet of things of sorts. All right. Good explanation. Jeremy, did you have anything to add? Um, open source is a, a means of developing it through the people, which doesn't necessarily require a lot of money because people are volunteering their time. Um, so it has the capability to grow without bureaucratic limitations, and uh, it really is a, a beautiful thing. He mentioned Ubuntu, uh, which is a Linux operating system, and it's a totally free operating system. Like, I could go right now to their website and download it and install it on any computer in my shop, and they don't want any money to use it. They just want you to use it and experience uh, a commerce-free operating system, I guess you could say. All right, this morning it is Apple Day on Everyday Tech, Apple Day slash iDay. If you have an iDevice, tell us why you prefer iDevices. If you have an iPhone, iPad, tell us how long you've had it. If you've had a, a Mac uh, computer, tell us how long you've had it, how it works for you, why you prefer Apple devices. Or maybe you, you are having some issues. You want to ask questions about the iCloud syncing viruses compatibility on Apple devices. Give us a call. 877-MPB-RING is the number. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Uh, Jeremy, you said that you recently got gotten a Mac. What kind? Uh, it's it's a MacBook Pro, uh, 2014. Uh, so, what led you to get that one? What are the the Mac computers m- mostly for? Because many say that they're really strong systems. So, if you're an individual who who does a lot of gaming or video editing, that a Mac would be uh, more suitable for you. But what are some of the reasons that you got the MacBook Pro? Well, I, I like it because it's light, and I can I, I can really rely on it to uh, hold its charge. Uh, whereas the uh, the laptop that I got, the little Dell that I got back in October, um, I cannot put it in sleep mode, otherwise it'll just run the battery down. So I like being able to just kind of flip it open real quick and look at things. Uh, it's it's very solid. It's very fast. But in my field, um, in order to fix Macs, you have to have a Mac. So I definitely uh, needed one, and also the uh, the price was right. Okay, you talk about that price. I'll be honest, that's one of the reservations that I have about getting a Mac um, is that they they seem expensive. But, I I mean, I want to know from you that is it worth the investment uh, paying a little more for a Mac than you would a device of another brand? So I have a MacBook from 2008. Um, I don't use it a lot but if i needed to i know that i could pull it off the shelf i'm staring at it right now in my shop i could pull it off the shelf right now and boot it up and it would work just fine so uh yeah i'd say they're 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 quality they they build them with good parts especially since they went to the aluminum body and uh when they started putting solid state drives in them i mean they just start i mean they were fast already but they just became even faster Wilts, could you speak to uh, the idea of getting a refurbished computer, um, what what that that term refurbished means, and is it something that people should explore? Uh, Definitely. First of all, I'll say yes. You definitely should explore that. I believe, especially with some of the Mac products, in this day and age, these computers can actually last a little bit longer. So by refurbishing, generally what that would mean is that the factory or an authorized person would go in and they would actually refresh it, bring it back to what the... The default installation was maybe you know, like the uh, the operating system as it would have came out the door, and just kind of put it back to where there's no user information on there. I do know that uh, usually around the summertime, 
say, for example, in the Jackson area, there's quite a few refurbs people can actually look out for because the schools will recycle them. Mm. Um, for example, both of my kids are out at Northwest Rankin, and they both actually have um, MacBook Airs that are issued by the school, as a lot of our school districts around here are doing. And usually about each May, June, somewhere in there, I hear, you know, I think I've heard this out of like Madison, and I'm not sure about some of the other districts, but they'll actually sell off some of those when students are leaving their old computers. And those refurbished computers, I mean, even Jeremy mentioned it, he's got a 2014 model. We almost talk about those things almost like car models. They're still good. Hey, the, the uh, you know, the, the original expense has been taken off of the edge of them, but they're still perfectly good computers for what they're meant to do. And, yeah, definitely, refurb's a way to look. Okay. Um, we are going to go to the phones. Robert is in Grand Bay with a comment on iProducts. Good morning to you, Robert. What do you have for us today? Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Uh, well, I'm kind of a pariah here. I, I'm a, I'm an HTC guy, but I, I've purchased several iPhones for my wife and uh, one of my, my, my son. And I've, I've noticed that the, the, iPad, you know, the, iPod, um, the iPhones are very fragile compared to, especially compared to my phone. Um, the processing speed for an iPhone is wonderful. I wish I could get that type of speed out of my HTC. Um, but, I mean, is there anything that, that you guys know of that that Apple is going to do about some of that? Because it seems like, you know, uh, just a little ding or, or something, and you've got to buy a new screen for it or a new back for it. Or Well, I know one of the things... Um... I know when the iPhone 7 came out, and you hear that a lot in the uh, the marketing material coming out of here. They talk about uh, stronger glass, stronger glass. I know the, the 7 is actually water-resistant, another big ding that Apple has caught up um, with over the years. And as you see, you know, your Samsungs and Apple go back and forth, basically. I think they will continue to move toward that. I think one of our biggest problems has been we're all requesting and wanting lighter thinner and cuter and unfortunately that comes at you know it comes at a cost you can't quite get lighter cuter and thinner and durable it's kind of like an old saying i used to hear you know it's like you want it quick fast or cheap pick two you can't have all three all right robert go ahead jeremy you see that i have is you know it's an expensive phone it's it's a high-end you know it's a it's a flagship phone and it has you know I, i guess they use gorilla gorilla glass in there in their phones, I didn't know if that's trademarked and that Apple couldn't use something like that in their phones. Or so uh, we we do see a lot of broken iPhones. In fact, that's that's the phone that we would prefer to fix uh, because they are easier to fix and they are a little. Um, it's not cheap. Cheap is not the right word. Uh, Fragile, I guess, is a better word for it. But it's also going to depend on you know where where was the device dropped. How high was it dropped from? Like, they're not just fragile. I, I've known some people who said, "Heck, I've dropped my iPhone a hundred times, and the screen's never shattered." And I could say the same thing about my Galaxy S7. But not everybody's that lucky. So um, I think that we will see um, higher quality screens. In fact, um, they will start manufacturing with the AMOLED screens. Those are the ones that they put in the uh, in the Samsung phones. They're really, really high quality screens. But see, with that, like Wilt said, you can't pick cheap and fast. And not uh, and and get uh, quality as well. So uh, it's going to cost more in the future to get your iPhones fixed. 
So, you know, be be very careful. When, when they release the iPhone 8 or whatever they call it this year, because this is their 10th anniversary, they're going to debut a better, stronger screen. And you'll probably see more durability, but it will also cost more when it's not durable. So what's uh, Gorilla Glass? Does that come pre-installed on phones, or do you have to buy it separately? It comes on uh, a lot of different phones. I know that Samsung uses it a lot. I believe that uh, Amazon uses it on their Fire tablets. I'm, I'm definitely not the Gorilla Glass authority, but what it is is it's, it's just stronger, more reinforced glass, and they seemingly come out with a, a stronger version every year to try on the phones. Uh, nothing is, is foolproof, and also um, even on my Galaxy S7, I just noticed that the screen is just super easy to scratch. I don't know if I got a, a bum model or not because I've asked a lot of other people with S7s, and theirs doesn't have a scratch on it. But mine's supposed to be made with the same glass. But it all depends on what scratches your glass and you know what, what it's dropped on because if it's dropped on tile or something like that, chances are your phone's not going to survive. Mm. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Thank you for that call, Robert. We appreciate it. And 877-MPB-RING is the number. This morning it is Apple Day slash iDay. We'd love to hear from you. We are talking about the pros and cons of Apple devices. Uh, let us know which Apple device do you have? How long have you had it? Uh, does it work well for you? Do you prefer Apple devices over Android? You can tell us why. 877-MPB-RING is the number. In addition, if you're having any issues with your Apple devices, iPhone, iPad, iCloud, any issues with sync or viruses compatibility, give us a call at 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Snake Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilkes Couture and Jeremy Thompson. It is Apple Day slash iDay. We're talking about Apple devices, the pros and the cons, and we'd love to hear from you. If you are an Apple device or an iPhone, iPad, Mac user, give us a call. Let us know what do you think are the pros and cons of these devices. If you're having any issues and you need us to troubleshoot them, well, not me, uh, Jeremy and Wilkes, to troubleshoot them, give us a call at 877-672-7464. Our lines are open. The number is 877 877- Seven MPB ring. You can also send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. All right, we have a couple of calls to get to. We're going to go first to Ben in Ocean Springs, who has a comment. Good morning to you, Ben. What do you have for us today? Uh, yes, I wanted to uh, just mention I've been using Mac since uh, about 1988, and uh, all my products are Macs, and uh, I just really enjoy how they communicate with each other. And uh, for for example, for instance, I uh, just recently upgraded my Apple TV. And uh, you know, I was setting it up, and it said, "Just put your phone next to it." And so I had to, get, and uh, it, it it got all my passwords and everything off my phone to to work the Apple TV. And then if I get a text and I don't feel like, you know, using my phone to text back, I can sit at my computer and text back on it. And it's easy to send files through Bluetooth to each of them. And it's just it's a great product. 
Yeah, I like the fact that you can airdrop stuff from one iPhone to another. That is extremely convenient. I love that feature. Um, yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, also with regards to refurbished, uh, uh, Apple has a great refurbished program just you know, through the company. You can, like, I guess, Google uh, Apple refurbished, and it'll send you to the site. But uh, they are um, they're, they're, they're brought back to factory standard, and they come with like a 90-day warranty, and I've owned one before. Mm, okay. That's good to know. That's it. All right. Yeah. Great. Great call, Ben. Thank you so much. And um, Wilton, Jeremy, would you agree that to some degree it is beneficial to have more than one Apple product for the reasons that Ben mentioned, um, you know, being able to sync the Apple TV? And I know if you have an, an iPhone, then you need an iWatch, too. Right. That helps. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> you know, you got to have the all, all the uh, i accessories. No, definitely. He has a really good point there. And that is, is that 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 seamless interoperability. People really do like that. I mean, I see that, you know, um, family-wise, we all have iPhones. I mentioned I have a Windows computer, but again, the kids have the the MacBook Airs. And that, and I do see a lot of that. Like, you know, he mentioned AirDrop and, you know, being able to reply on the computer versus, you know, I, it, it's just there is a seamless interoperability, and that's just, that's just not going to happen on the Windows side of things. I mean, just quite honestly, that's something that Apple has always really gotten right is they, you know, they do something really unique. They're, they're out there on the Internet, and they're actually reading what some people's comments are on, on them, being good or bad, and they've actually taken action on that. I think we've seen that in some of their products. And I think that's why we see a lot of that interoperability is because they're actually listening to what we want. And that's really what we want at the end of the day. We want convenience. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Jeremy, did you have anything to add? Um, I I'm not saying that uh, other devices don't talk well together. It does take a little more uh, to get them going sometimes. They can all communicate. I can pass files from an iPhone to Android and so forth. Uh, You know, contacts, I do that for people on a regular basis. But when you control the hardware and the software, you control the experience. And that's Mm -hmm. what Apple has in its favor. Microsoft doesn't control all of the – I mean, they do manufacture now because they have the surfaces, but they, they took that from Apple's playbook because they weren't doing that for laptops at all. They created Windows and then said, hey, throw it on whatever you want, whereas Apple was like, this is all our operating system works on. We control the hardware. We make sure that we don't manufacture anything subpar. All right, a few calls to get to. Susan is in Corinth with a question. Good morning to you, Susan. What are you having for us today? Today? Hello. Hi, Susan. You're on the air. Uh, I'm wanting to know your uh, discussion on the security of Apple products, specifically antivirus recommendations. Okay. Uh, So let's talk about this as well, because many people are under the impression that um, Apple devices are immune to viruses, like they just don't get them at all. Is that a myth or fact? That is a myth. That is definitely a hoax. Um, I think it kind of grew out of the fact that at one point there wasn't a very large Apple device footprint out there installed. So with it being such a low low target on the radar, there wasn't a lot of malicious things being built for it. I mean, you know, when you look at a Microsoft with, say, like a 90% market share, a lot more bang for their buck if somebody's going to be malicious and go after those. Over the years, though, Apple has increased the size of that bullseye on their back, and there are a lot of things being developed to go after it because at its core, it is a Unix or you know similar to Linux-based operating system. So there are definitely vulnerabilities out there. 
All right, Jeremy, uh, any suggestions for her as far as, um, you know, ways to protect herself? Absolutely. So um, everybody listening, you need to have virus protection on your Mac. There are lots of free programs out there that you can use, but the one that I suggest to most everybody is Avast Antivirus. It's a completely free program. It does occasionally bother you to, hey, pay us for what we do, but you can continue to opt for the free version. Uh, their software works very well. They have very high virus detection rates, and they are number one. Look them up. A-V-A-S-T. Okay. All right. That's uh, a good program for the Windows users as well. They, a lot of those will um, – I, I recommend that to a lot of people on their Windows computers as well. I mean, in this day and age, whatever you're running, you need antivirus protection. So it's okay to have an antivirus protection that's free uh, because, you know, some people may think, oh, if it's free, then it may not be as good. I would disagree with that. I think that um, actually typically I would recommend people take the free over the pay. It seems like a lot of these pay programs, they try to be a little bit of everything. And what you end up with is you end up with, a, you know, the entire package and you get every little add-on program they can think of because that's what they're trying to they're say, oh, this is our value add. We're going to give you this, 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 and this, when all you really need is the antivirus. So you'll see the free programs are generally – a little bit more um, concise. They're going to do a little bit better of a job of just doing what you've asked them to do. And really, yeah, if you look at some of the uh, different ratings out there, the free programs are generally rated higher because of their popularity than your pay programs. So, yeah, don't. Uh, this, this is one of those cases where you get more than what you pay for. All right. Uh, Keith is in Arizona with a comment on Apple products. Good morning to you, Keith. What do you have for us today? Hello, Keith. You're on the air. Hello, how y'all this morning? Doing great. Uh, one thing I don't like about Apple is the plug-in on the thing. It don't matter whether it's on the phone or the iPhone, iPad, or what, or whatever it is. The plug-in just kind of, kind of a little weak. And my wife, my wife goes through about one a month or something like that, and it's just normal usage. She takes care of her stuff. It's just the charging cord. What I'm talking about. Okay. When you plug it, I don't know. It's just just something that's inherently weak in them things. I'm not saying so, they don't have a good product. All that stuff they do. Uh, I, I don't like it. My wife does. See, I'm, I'm a Google user, Samsung, but uh, she kind of likes them things. And the one thing I really don't like about her phone is when the thing says it's time to download, it shuts down everything and download it. A new upgrade or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's, that's my main two gripes, Okay. Uh, Keith, uh, you first, Wilts. <laughs> well, one thing I will tell you, uh, Keith, I'd have to agree with you. I get a little bit frustrated with the Apple cords. This is just me personally. I've always thought they were a little bit weak in my opinion as well. One thing that I've really noticed that I like and it has made a big difference, especially with having two teenage kids having these devices, and same thing, they take good care of them, but... I've discovered using some of the aftermarket cords. I actually use um, the Insignia ones from Best Buy personally, and I've used those up at the office as well. They tend to last just a heck of a lot longer. I think the plastic just seems it's not it's not as soft and maybe not as pretty, but it just seems to be a little bit more durable in our experience. We were, whenever I first started uh, work out at Nucor, we were going through cables just constantly. They would just fray, and we switched over to those, and it just really made a difference. So something you might want to explore. All right, Jeremy, your turn. Okay, so uh, I also agree Apple cables are super weak. Now, we're talking about the lightning connector. 
Uh, I love the design. I love the fact that it's multidirectional. You can't put it in wrong, so you have less likelihood of, of messing up your power jack, which is wonderful, and it works great for a lot of people. So uh, USB-C is the equivalent of that on the Android side, and that's coming, but it's not quite there yet. Um, there are tougher cables that you can get. In fact, there's one that I recommend. It's called the Zeus cable. That's zipper, umbrella, sock, cable. And it is a Kevlar-reinforced cable that comes with a lifetime warranty. So if it gets damaged due to normal wear and tear, it is covered. And, yes, I do sell these at my shop, and I sell them because I use them. I believe in them. They work very well. Um, also, the chargers on the MacBooks, I love the magnetic charger. That is the coolest charger on the planet. Hmm. I haven't had one go out on me the way it just clips to the side of your Mac. You barely even have to see what you're doing. It just reaches out and grabs it. That is so convenient. That is such a genius design, and I have had no problem with the laptop chargers, but I'm with you on the phone chargers. Yeah, that was actually one of the cons listed on many websites, uh, which was poor quality lightning cable. So uh, thanks for those suggestions, Jeremy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we have Sherry in Vicksburg. We'll get to you next. And we have a few lines open if you want to join the conversation today. It is Apple Day slash iDay. We'd like to know what do you think are the pros and cons to Apple or iDevices. Do you have an iPhone, an iPad, an iMac? How are they working for you? Do you believe they are durable? Give us a call. Call at 877-MPB-RING. If you're having any issues with your iDevices, syncing issues, virus issues, compatibility issues, 877-MPB-RING is the number. We do have a few lines open. The number is 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilkes Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson in Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. And Jeremy is broadcasting live from Hattiesburg today. Uh, we have lots of calls to get to. Sherry is in Vicksburg. Uh, this morning we're talking about Apple devices, iPhones. Uh, it's Apple slash iDay. So uh, we're asking for your thoughts on the pros and cons of these devices. 877-MPB-RING is the number. We're going next to Sherry in Vicksburg, who has a question. Good morning to you, Sherry. What do you have for us today? Yes, I was... Um on a secure site, you know, with my job, and uh, I was trying to bid on a, you know, a job opening. And so when I, you know, I could go into what I was on my tablet, which is a, a mini, uh, what is it, iPad mini. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, I, when I went into it, I got to this part where, you know, I needed to go into it to bid on the job, and when I pressed it, it didn't do anything. And so, you know, it says to, you know, to display, you know, press this. So anyway, and so I pressed and held, and it says JavaScript open. So how do you get JavaScript on a tablet? Hmm. 
not all things on all websites can be viewed, uh, especially on the iDevices. There are okay. certain things that are restricted that will not run. I've run into that quite a few times as well, that uh, certain links may just not render themselves properly, so they won't actually work. It just depends on what they're programmed with. Because of Apple really having quite a control over their operating system, they also do a heck of a job of controlling their security, and, and as such, they will prevent certain things that they consider a security risk from running. So sometimes you will see that tablets won't run everything. Jeremy, have, okay. you, uh, have you seen ways of getting around or working with that? Not on an iPad, Wilt. Um, most of those government websites especially are designed, sadly, for Internet Explorer. So I would try it uh, from a PC, use an Internet Explorer, possibly Google Chrome, and see if your experience doesn't uh, change a bit with that. But, yeah, the, on an Apple device trying to run that kind of stuff, it's not going to happen. All right, Sherry. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for your call. Um, right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Quick email from William. He says, our Instagram and Apple having a dispute. The Instagram app on my iPad died when updating. I deleted the app and cannot find it on the App Store. I don't think they're having a dispute. Oh, not that I know of. Yeah, that that doesn't sound like anything. Should he uh, just continue I, searching for it on the App Store? In the App yeah. Store? Hmm. Um, that's pretty strange. I don't think Instagram would just disappear overnight like that. Yeah, I just looked at my App Store, and there they are. Uh, have they recently updated? They updated as of March 13th, so... It could have just been a little bit of a timing issue on that, but uh, no, they should still actually be in there. All right, William. Uh, good luck to you with that. Let's see. Alan is in Brandon with a comment. Good morning to you, Alan. What do you have for us today? Hi, Sharita Wilson. Jeremy, how, how y'all doing? Hey, doing morning, great. Alan. Great. I'm, I'm going to comment about uh, lightning cables and replacements and stuff. So just be careful if you go shopping my understanding is those Apple uh, lightning cables have, like, some kind of chip in them. So if you, if you go the cheap route and try to save a few bucks, you may end up with something that doesn't work. I've had a lot of success with ones they sell at Amazon by a company called Anchor, A-N-K-E-R. Sorry, I'm not trying to cut into your business, Jeremy, but uh, the, <laughs> those are, the, the prices are good and, and the quality is really good. But Always make sure if, you, if you're getting a non-Apple product that it does say it's like Apple certified because uh, uh, there's a lot of junk out there that, that may or may not work. So uh, just just be careful. So, thanks. Okay. Yeah, I definitely uh, watch out for those ones in the gas station. Sometimes they'll have them out there. I get a little bit concerned with those. They might not quite... Uh quite be they might be at a worse quality level than what you'd want to deal with so i'm definitely guilty of getting those uh in, in an emergency situation oh yeah <laughs> um uh, let's go ahead and talk about that for a second what he what he's talking about is uh the apple certification is mfi that's made for iDevices. um you definitely want to buy something with that on there but remember that your cord is only half of what you need to charge your phone the adapter that you use to charge your phone needs to be specifically rated for your iPhone or you will eventually have a dead phone on your hands. We see it all the time. Uh, there's a guy here in Hattiesburg, Mr. Fixer. He does a lot of like low-level like micro-soldering type work, and he said the main problem with people and their phones is they use these cheap chargers, these cheap adapters, and it eventually just kills the phone. You need something made by a quality manufacturer 
that puts out consistent amperage and voltage for your phone. Okay. All right. Good comments, Jeremy. Thank you so much. And thank you for your call, Alan. We appreciate it. Okay. We go next to uh, Bessie, who's in Marks, with a question. Hello, Bessie. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. Um, I have an LG phone, and my question is, should I update all of the apps that, that, that's on my phone and that I have downloaded? Yes, yes. Usually those updates that they put together and put out there, those are typically to respond to either application issues. Um, a lot of times is what they call bugs or, or errors in their programs. And quite a bit of them are going to also be security related. So making sure that your information that's in those apps uh, remains secure and remains yours. So, yes, you definitely want to run updates when they're available. Oh, wow. So- I have a, a slightly varying opinion on that one. Since you have an Android phone, you get like a bajillion updates for apps that you don't even use. I would only update the apps that I was using because they do take up storage space, and they may be updating functionality or bug fixing something that you're not even needing. So I would say only update the apps that you're using unless you just like hitting the update all button and then leaving it alone. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Take All care, right. Bessie. Thanks, Bessie. Good luck to you. We appreciate your call. Okay. Linda is in Port Gibson with a question. Good morning, Linda. What do you have for us today? Yes, I, I uh, enjoyed using the Apple products. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out on my job using the Apple IIe. Uh, that was back in eighty. 
uh, that, like third parties like myself, we, we can't fix the phone for what Apple can fix the phone for because they make the screens and we have to buy our screens from other suppliers. So um, if you're in a town with an Apple store like you guys are there in Jackson, uh, then you might want to look at what the Apple store charges to, to fix it versus what that Apple Care plan is going to cost because you may not be saving as much as you think you are and you may not need to spend that initial upfront cost and just pay for it down the road when you need it. All right, Linda, thank you for your call. We certainly appreciate it. Um, we're going to take a quick break. and we get back, we have Bob in Foley, Alabama to get to, and Wayne in Jackson. We'll get to Wayne after that. And we have a couple lines open. If you want to join the conversation, we've been talking about uh, Apple products, iDevices. It is Apple Day slash iDay. Let us know what you think the pros and cons are to having an iDevice Apple product. Call us 877-MPB-RING is the number. That's 877-672-7464. You can also send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent. And in studio with Wilts Cotrea, Jeremy Thompson is joining us on the phones. He's broadcasting live from Hattiesburg. Today we've been talking about Apple products, iDevices, uh, the pros and cons of them. And we have some calls to get to. Bob is up first in Foley, Alabama, and has a comment. Good morning to you, Bob. What do you have for us today? Hi, Sherry. Uh, I'm one of those uh, kind of high-tech professional types. Uh, I am a uh, Cisco Systems uh, trainer. And so uh, I've got a lot of experience with the uh, Apple products over the years. And one of the things that initially turned me on to the Apple products was that um, the, the quality control. Everything has to go through Apple. So uh, whether it's the, uh, the device, whether you're working on a laptop or a, a desktop or an iPhone, um, everything goes through Apple, and they have to approve the quality control on it. So you're, you're assured that you're going to get a, a really good quality product. Um, also, all the apps have to go through uh, their quality control. So, you know, whereas you're working with a, uh, a device that, say, works with Microsoft, you know, they basically make an operating system, and then everybody just kind of comes to it, and nothing goes through the Microsoft uh, quality control. The, um, the charging uh, of, the, like, the iPhones, um, not so much the cables I've had problems with, but the actual charger itself. Those things tend to go out over time. They, they generate a lot of heat uh, when you're using them, so you end up having to replace them uh, a little bit. And I heard uh, a mention about the, um, the uh, magnetic connector uh, attaching to, like, the uh, laptop, the Mac, uh, Mac, uh, laptops. And uh, I, I've got a couple of stories where I was teaching, uh, walking in front of a class, uh, with uh, like a Sony or a Lenovo laptop, and I accidentally caught um, the uh, charging cord with my foot as I was walking back and forth, pulled the laptop off, crashed in the floor, and wow. uh, it, it was a mess. It's it, it, mm. a total mess. Um, the Apple Care, uh, I've got a great story with that. Uh, I bought it. I, I would recommend Apple Care for any, if you're going to buy one that's expensive, 
say like a MacBook Air or MacBook Pro, uh, absolutely worth the money. Uh, I bought it. I've always bought it. I bought it uh, originally when I, I got one of the first MacBook Airs. Um, it, it had a problem, and I realized it was a hard drive issue. I took it into the Apple Store. The hard drive is integrated to the motherboard, and so um, when I they called me the next day, said we've got it fixed. I went back over. They handed me a brand new MacBook Air laptop. He said the uh, the hard drive is integrated into the motherboard. Um, it's a lot cheaper for us to just give you a brand new laptop than it is to try to fix it. So hmm. I mean, I used my MacBook Air for two years. I mean, it, it looked it was bad. It I broke the screen, had to replace it. It was dented. It looked bad. They gave me a brand new uh, MacBook Air because I had Apple Care. And so I, interesting. I, and one one last note. Um, you can run uh, a Windows, uh, you know, also inside a MacBook. Some people don't realize that. Um, they've got several different products out there. They've got Boot Camp, Parallels, uh, VM, uh, VM Fusion. Um, I, I tried all of them. I would highly recommend the VM Fusion. Um, it, I mean, it, it runs flawless. It, you can you can run any of your uh, Microsoft. I'm, I'm actually still old school. I'm running uh, the old Microsoft XP. Just because it's been around forever, it's stable, it it does everything that I need to, and I can jump back and forth from a Microsoft environment to an Apple environment, just back and forth easy. And so then now you can run any of your Microsoft products on an Apple. Good good comments. Uh, Excellent. Excellent comments, Bob. Thank you so much. We we really appreciate it. Great comments. Uh, We're going to try to squeeze in a couple more calls. Wayne is in Jackson with a question. Good morning to you, Wayne. What do you have for us? Hey, I only understand about 50% about what I'll be talking about. Um, I was looking to free up space on my iPhone and my desktop, so I moved songs off the phone to the cloud and moved songs off the desktop to the cloud. Um, Now, the songs are still on the iPhone, but I went to the computer last night, and they are not on the desktop. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, right. If it's pulling them from the cloud, it's not going to actually be pulling them from your desktop. So they should not be on your desktop until you tell it to re-download them. I believe. Is that a sync thing? That would be syncing your cloud audio back down. Uh, um, syncing from the cloud. Correct. You would. Or- yeah, you would tell iTunes, for example, to actually download your cloud music. Uh, you know, say like for example, like purchases, because you may not want to keep all of those purchases on your computer at all times. So, you can selectively tell it which ones you want it to pull down in order to save space. Okay, does that make sense, Wayne? Uh, a little bit. Okay. Well, can I'll tell I, you, go, uh, does, Wayne. You, go ahead. Uh, can you does when you sync? Do you sync from the phone to the desktop, or do you sync from the desktop to the phone? N- neither. If you're if you're talking iCloud, you're synchronizing with the iCloud. You're not synchronizing with your computer. Wayne, I'll tell you what. If you're if you're still confused, just send send us an email with uh, the the basic thing that you just expressed, and uh, we can you know give you a step by step you know way of fixing things. So send us an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org to follow up about this, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Wayne. We appreciate it. All right, last call is uh, going to Mobile. Charlene is on the line. Good morning to you, Charlene. How are you? 
I'm fine, thank you. Um, I had a question about um, the. Sorry, I just lost what I was thinking of. Oh, the Bluetooth uh, capabilities of the seven. Um, I listen to audiobooks and podcasts a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm not. It doesn't work as well on my six with the with the Bluetooth. Charlene, so you're you're trying to figure out how to improve it, or if it's it could yeah, just be a difference in functionality of the seven and the six. Uh, Jeremy Wills, what do you guys think? Um, I'm going to say that she maybe just needs to remove the device that she's paired and try to repair it. Um, typically, those things get better as the versions go up. Also, uh, maybe an update. Uh, it, it might have an issue with her phone. She might need to update uh, if it's if it's fully updated and you remove the device and you're still having issues. Try another device. It may just be that particular device having issues with that uh, with your iPhone. Do you have one you recommend? I don't even know what you're trying to do. Is, this is a Bluetooth headset. Yes. Uh, the Motorola Buds have always been very reliable for me. Um, I, I don't use them anymore, but that's a that's an affordable set that uh, I did use once upon a time. That would be a good brand name that you could find around. All right. Thanks, Charlene. Uh, Jeremy, we have about 30 seconds left for your poem. Do it. (laughs) All right. Our first Apple day. We hope you enjoyed it. Consistent, reliable. That's why most don't droid it. The price is high, but so is the merit. Just be careful each day, wherever you carry it. All right. Good job. Thank you, Jeremy, for being on today. Wilts, you as well. If you did not get to call or if you want to follow up uh, with an email, you can do so by emailing everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Sam Wells was our board operator, and Kevin Farrell was our call screener. Stay tuned. The original Southern Remedy is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio.